Once again, happy resurrection, everyone. Happy Easter. I know we are living in unprecedented times. I don't remember the last time I celebrated Easter uh, sitting at home uh, and not in church, but I know that uh, no matter where we are, God is omnipresent. That means he is everywhere. When we call upon his name, uh, he is there. The Bible says if we make our bed in hell, he is there. And also it says where two or three are gathered in his name, he is there. So brothers and sisters, start calling on the name of Jesus with your children, your family, your husband and wife, whoever you have right there, just call upon the name of the Lord and he will be there in our midst. He is not bound or limited by time or space because he is everywhere at once. So Lord, uh, we invite you to come into our homes. We invite you to come into this service. Lord, wherever uh, um, the people are watching, wherever your children are watching right now, Holy Spirit, come and be with them on this resurrection a Sunday on this resurrection day that we're celebrating uh, your uh, resurrecting from the dead and that you've died on the cross for our sins. And today, God, we come and we ask, God, that you renew us and refresh us, God, because old things are passed away. Behold, all things become brand new when we belong to you, oh God. Heavenly Father, we take authority over the sky above us right now, and Lord, the atmosphere, the ground we stand on. Heavenly Father, we prepare for the word of God. We ask right now, I bless your people. God, I bless them. They're going and they're coming. I bless their children, their children's children. God, I bless everything they're doing. Heavenly Father, as we enter into your word this afternoon, this, um, this day, uh, very important day of our faith. Lord, we ask that you will allow your word to leap off the pages and into our heart. Lord, touch our minds this day. Touch our hearts and touch our ears. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. I'd like to bring with, to you a word today. And it's not going to be long. We just want to celebrate uh, our risen king. You know, it's often said <clears throat> that many, there have been many gods that have been born, but there has only been one God that have ever risen from the dead, and that is our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why uh, resurrection, or many people would call it Easter, is such an important part of our Christian faith. Without it, we would not experience God's saving grace. Without it, we would be just serving a, a, a dead God, just like everyone else. Um, Buddha, uh, Buddha was born and he died, but he never uh, rose again. Uh, there have been other gods that have claimed, have done great works and taught great things, uh, but they have died. And so because of that death, there is only one man that ever defeated that death. That was Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. So, you know, on resurrection, uh, it's fun. You know, Christmas is a fun time. Everybody loves Christmas. My children loves Christmas. Your children, all the kids love it because it's, it is a birthing of our Christ as we celebrate. There's gift giving. There's a lot of love. Um, but on resurrection, on resurrection day is so important because that is when our faith is solidified. It is when our faith in Christ is validated. Did you know that um, he could have done great works, he could have taught great things, but until he rose again like he said he would, he, uh, if he, uh, until he, that happened, our faith was just like everything else, or our belief 
would have been just like everyone else's because there has been many uh, uh, men that have said that they know the truth. Uh, but only Jesus says, I am the way, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So today I want to talk to you about the importance of resurrection. Um, uh, look with me to the book of Matthew chapter 4 and um, in verse 18 and 20. And this is when Jesus was walking on the Sea of Galilee and he saw two brothers in verse 18 of Matthew 4. Um, two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. I want to tell you uh, today, I want to talk to you about a few things. First of all, uh, Peter and his brother Andrew and the other disciples followed Jesus. Uh, he called them in Matthew 14. He called uh, Peter and his brother, and they followed him uh, because there was maybe something attracted. Uh, there are a lot of things in this world that might attract us to follow. Uh, today, we have all these social media, uh, and there's always a button uh, that says, or you can click on and follow a certain person because maybe... It piqued your interest. Uh, during this time, Jesus did something that was miraculous. Uh, he came and he asked them, do you have any fish? And they said, no, sir, we, we have no fish. And he goes, okay, throw the net down. Uh, and they said, but we've been toiling all night. But they said, we've been toiling all night. And, but yet they did it anyway. And the minute they did it, the Bible says that when they threw down their net, they pulled up so much fish, and yet they were toiling all night. Um, uh, maybe they followed him for that, but there were still other gods that people see that they could follow because of whatever great acts. The Bible's even said that in the last days there will rise up false prophets and they will do certain great things. Um, and so uh, we know that the disciples here, Peter, decided to follow him. So the first thing is most of us, I want us to go into this area uh, and follow me. So the first thing is there is a decision. You know, everybody makes a decision to do something. When you came to Christ, maybe you're listening to me and you're wondering, should I make a decision to accept Jesus or not? Or maybe you have made that decision. Uh, you made that decision. That's the first thing. Um, we make decisions every day. We make decisions to uh, do certain things. We make decisions to know what to wear, uh, what color shirt we should have on. We make decisions to uh, figure out what we want to eat. Do we want to eat chicken tonight? Do we want to eat beef tonight? Do we want to eat pizza or spaghetti? Or do we want to eat uh, uh, noodles or uh, um, whatever we want? Or we want a sandwich or a hamburger? There is a decision that we make. Many of you today, as we celebrate resurrection, there have been decisions that you have made. Haven't you? Yeah, we all make decisions. Here, the, uh, uh, Peter and his brother made a decision. Uh, Peter made a decision to do something, that he left his nets and followed Jesus. Many of you have left maybe your old life because they were fishermen. Peter was a fisherman. Maybe you left your old life and said, Lord, I, or Jesus, I'm following you. I, I am following you. See, that's the first thing. 
The second thing I want to talk to you about is in book of Matthew 26 and verse 31 and 35. Then Jesus said to them, all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. In verse 32 of Matthew 26, but after I have been raised, I will go before you in Galilee. And look at what uh, verse 33 says. And Peter answered and said to him, even if all made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, surely I say to you that this night before the rooster crows, you would deny me three th times. And in verse 35, Peter said to him, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. First of all, we all made a decision, haven't we? We all made a decision to be Christians. We all made a decision to go to church. We all made a decision to say, I want to belong to Jesus. But here we look at Peter. He made that decision, and his brother and the other uh, ten disciples made that decision to follow Jesus. But here in Matthew 26, the Bible says in verse 35, Peter said, even if I have to die with you, I would not deny you. So said all. Everybody say all. All. What does that mean, all? All other disciples said the same thing. The second thing I want to talk to you about is declaration. First of all, you made a decision. The second thing is you have declared it. How many of us have declared it? Oh, I'm, I'm going to live for Jesus. I'm going to live for Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's my man. He's my bro. Many times we would say like this. We would quote the words of Jesus, say, um, uh, he is my friend. Jesus says, I don't even call you servant. I call you my friend. I remember hearing people that are uh, love music, the younger people, and they would say, oh, Jesus is my home boy right there are even I remember young people they would get all excited and they would declare to their friends that you know they they have accepted Christ they made the decision they declare to their friends that hey man I'm a new person you know what I, <clears throat> I'm a Christian Jesus is my man I, I'm a believer they make this declaration I'm going with Jesus all the way. There used to be an old song that we used to sing said, I'm going with Jesus all the way. How many of us have done that? You know, we, we declare we're going to live for God no matter what. We're going we're gonna to live right. We're going to do right. We're going to follow his precepts. We're going to keep his commandments because he said, you're not part of me if you don't uh, 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 keep my commandments. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. How many of us have declared, made that decision to follow Jesus? Yes. How many of us have declared, say, oh, God, even if I have to die, I'm going with you. I won't deny you. The disciples said the same thing. Today, I'm not picking on Peter. I'm not picking on the disciples. I'm not picking on anybody. But I want you and I to relate why it is important uh, that we have resurrection. That there is an importance of resurrection because resurrection makes a difference in our life. Without it, it would be just another religion. Many of you know I grew up in a Buddhist home and, and we, we, we've had thoughts. We were born into it. We, we knew Buddhism. And uh, many of you have heard me say that one of my brothers was studying to become a Buddhist monk. 
And yet today he's a pastor of a church. Um, because there was decisions made. And, and I remember my, my brothers would say, you know what, I would never leave Buddhism. Uh, there are a lot of decorations we make. There are people that have made decorations. I remember praying for people that are on, uh, in the church and they say, Pastor, I, wanna, I have made a decision for God and I'm going. I know I messed up, but I'm going. Uh, I'm not going to deny him. I'm going to live for him. I'm going to do the things. And we make a decoration. Aren't we happy? Don't we love decorations? It's like New Year's decoration, declaration, New Year resolution. Oh, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to do this, do that. But then the third thing we see, or the second thing we still see is Peter says that he'll never deny. And the Bible says, and so said all the disciples. All of us have done it. All of us. But let's look at Luke chapter 22. Follow me today. I want to talk to you about the importance of resurrection. Look at Luke chapter 22 and verse 54 and 62. You ready? Now this is Jesus. He's been betrayed. He was in the Garden of Eden. I want to give you a little bit of something that uh, Jesus, uh, God does everything in detail the very first sin was committed in the garden of, there was a garden in the very beginning. And then uh, Jesus, the Bible says that he went to the, another garden and he prayed. And the Bible says that his sweat was drops like blood, that his sweat was drops like blood. That even in the garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve had sinned, there was the second Adam, which was Jesus, in the garden of Eden. And the Bible says that his sweats were like drops of blood, that even then he redeemed the moment they had sinned. Oh, brothers and sisters, uh, I wish I had time for that. But uh, let's look with me to chapter 22 of Luke, Luke 22 and verse 54. This is Jesus having been arrested. He, he's now arrested and he's brought before the people uh, that was accusing him, uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the, the, the priest. And he says, having arrested him, this is Luke chapter 22, verse 54. They led him and brought him into the high priest's house. But Peter, everybody say, but Peter, followed at a distance. Look at that. We already had two D's. Now we're going to the third D. See, we made decisions in our life to follow Christ. We've declared to everyone, our family. I remember when I first got saved, I was so excited. I was telling everybody. I lost a whole lot of friends over it, but I told everybody. Right? But when the pressure gets on us in our life, there comes a third D. That third D is what we would call distance. The distance between us now and God that, that, that when we made a decision, then we declare, but now when things are getting rough, we are distant from the one that has the answer. See, that uh, we, we become distant because uh, for some reason, the pressure of life, our, our humanity, our flesh, our mind uh, becomes, uh, uh, causes us to fear. You got to remember now that uh, it's hard for us to believe, but how many of us, if we can put ourselves in Peter's shoes for a minute, we're not picking on Peter, the apostle. But what I want to tell you is this is the same man that walked on water. 
This is the same man that was there when Jesus fed 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread. This is the same Peter that was there when he called Lazarus out of the tomb after he had been dead for four days. This is the same Peter that when his mother-in-law was sick, that Jesus came in and held her by the hand and healed her. This is the same Peter uh, that saw Jesus heal the leper and open the blind eyes and heal the deaf ears and heal those that are in leprosy. This is the same Peter. How many of us have been there that uh, God has done and we've been part and seen uh, so many great things? But when things get going and gets tough, there was a distance. I see that a lot of people. That when things get rough and their life is coming, instead of getting closer to the one that they saw do the miracles, the one that raised the dead, the one that healed the blind and uh, healed those that are deaf, the ones that made the lame to walk and the blind to see, the ones that raised those from the dead, they began to be distant. Isn't that funny? <clears throat> and we say, oh, I've never been like Peter. Are you sure? Are you and I sure that we haven't been there? And that there's life circumstances and pressure. And let's keep going. And now when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the courtyard and sat down together in verse 55 of Luke 22, Peter sat among them from afar. And a certain servant girl, seeing him as he sat by the fire, looked intently at him and said, This man also with him. In verse 57, but he denied him, saying, Woman, I do not know him. That's the fourth D I want to talk to you about today. We made decisions, declarations. We now are distant. And the fourth D is what we call denial. Yeah, we, we, uh, here he is again. Woman, I do not know him. And after a little while, another saw him and said, You are also are of them. But Peter said, Man, I'm not. I'm not. Verse 59, then after about an hour had passed, another confidently affirmed, saying, surely this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, man, I do not know what you are saying. Immediately, immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, before the rooster crows, you would deny me three times. You have to imagine at this moment what was going on. Jesus at that moment was, had been buffeted or been hit. He, the Bible says that he has been spat on. He has been beaten, and they, they are ridiculing him. And he told Peter, Peter, you know that you're going to deny me. And Peter said, no, 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 no. And, and here he is. you got to understand, in the midst of that, the Bible says that he looked at Peter, and Peter looked at him, and Peter knew that he had messed up. See, a lot of times we, we think that, and we're like, oh, that's Peter, and we're picking on Peter, but really, uh, maybe you and I, you said, but I've never denied Jesus. I, I've never done anything, but have you done this? In Titus 1.16, they profess to know God in Titus 1.16, but in works, they deny him. Think about that for a minute. 
You know, we might have not said, you know what, I don't believe in Jesus. We might have not, but have we denied him in our deeds? Have we denied him in our works? Have we not done the things that we should be doing to glorify the Lord? Have we been mean? Have we not loved? Uh, the Bible says you will know them, for, uh, you will know each other by their love for each other. Have we loved enough? Have we forgiven enough? Have we given into the work of the Lord? You know, it, it's easy to say, I'm a Christian, but we have never done the work or we have denied Christ in our actions. I don't know about you, but I've been there. I've made decisions, I've declared, and I might have not denied Christ in my words like Peter, I don't know him. And there's another part where uh, 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 the Bible says in Matthew 26, 74, that, he, that when they said, hey, you are one of them because your speech betrays you in Matthew 26 and 73. Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. Wow. Peter, he was so adamant, he began to curse and swear and say, hey, I don't know that man. You know what? We've all made decisions. We've all declared we've we've sometimes have gone distant from the lord you ever been, have you ever been there have you ever done to have this happen to you or maybe not you but you know um have you ever had somebody that you know and you thought you were really close and you guys are but then when they are in a certain group they big time you as the young people would say they would big time you well they act like they don't know you hey is he with you no he ain't i don't know him Especially when there's peer pressure, especially when we have all this and, and people look at you like you don't exist, right? Uh, and and, and it, what uh, people is like, why are you hanging out with him? And you're like, well, you know, this happens. We understand this. If you've ever gone and become a teenager in public school, this has happened to all of us. We began to deny, and here's Peter. And I don't want to pick on Peter, but... I want to ask you, we've made decisions, <laughs> we have declared, we have, how many times have we been distant? Uh, there, I can tell you there's been times in my life I've been distanced to the Lord because for life circumstances. Then there's times where we might have not denied the Lord with our words. But have we denied him by our works? That when we should give unto the Lord, we didn't. When we profess that we are Christians, but we never gave love, we never gave someone a second chance and forgave them, we never gave them grace and mercy, we never gave them the love that they deserve, we never gave somebody a helping hand when they really needed it. Sometimes because of us saying we are Christian, but it's only in convenience. Only in convenience. I don't know about you. Do you think at this moment that Peter felt really bad? The Bible says that he wept bitterly over what he did. Think about it for a minute. Put, have, have we, you know, and, and I'm not here to point fingers at anyone. I'm definitely not pointing fingers at you because if I point fingers at you, I've got three or four of them pointing at me because we've all been 
here. How many times have we said to ourselves, hey, Lord, I promise I will never do that again. How many uh, people have ever said, you know what? I would never do that again. I would never hook up with that dude again. Uh, uh, ladies, I would never hook up with that uh, 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 woman again. Men, and you go right back. Just something. I would never say those things again. Boom, and you're right back. We've all done it. Me included. Me included. And lastly, I want to leave you with John 21. And this is when Jesus has risen from the dead. The Bible says that when he rose from the dead, that the, the women, one of them was Mary Magdalene, and she was among the first. And when she went there, the stone was rolled away. And there was an angel sitting there, and he said, I know who you're searching for. You're searching for Jesus. He's not here. He has risen, or he is risen. That means that the things that he'd been telling you now has happened. Oh, brothers and sisters, I want to tell you the importance of resurrection is not about just his miracles. It's not about just his word and truth uh, and the wisdom that he parlay. It's not just about the wonderful works and him walking on water. But the importance of resurrection is that he really rose from the dead. Because then and only then we are sure that we are living and believing and declaring and making right decisions that we are living for a true and only living God. You see, if, none of, if he never rose from the dead, our religion, our faith, most people would call it religion, our faith would be voided. It would be no good. Because he said that if you destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it back up. He was talking about his body, that the body was destroyed. You know, recently, just last couple of days ago, I sat my family down, and my wife and I have seen the movie, but my children have never. We saw the movie Passion of the Christ. You know, the one that was in Aramaic and Hebrew and Latin, and the one that was really bloody because of the punishment that uh, the man that plays Jesus, which is J uh, Jim Caviezel, was playing. It was really bloody. My children has never seen it. And my, one of my daughters uh, just cried the whole time. The other one, the youngest one, she had a problem because she thought, Dad, this was so much. Uh, it was overwhelming. And I said, baby, we have a bloody gospel. That means that because of the punishment Jesus paid so that he can defeat death so that we can live. Why is it important? Why is resurrection important? It is because it validates who our Lord and Savior Jesus is. Look, all of us, there's so many people make decisions every day to follow all other gods. They even declare it. Some of them are close, some of them are not. The ones that are really close. At first, Peter was very close to Jesus. Remember, follow me. He followed him everywhere. I mean, when, and there, he had the 12, but then he also had his three, Peter, John, and James. 
right? And at the moment of things, he at the at, at the time of the most important, there was doubt in his mind about Jesus because he can't believe that the one that called the king of glory, the king of all kings, is allowing others to beat him. And so doubt crept in, and he began to be distant. And at that very moment of weakness, we've all been there. We deny his commandment. We deny him by our works. We know we shouldn't do it. And God come, told them, you're going to do it, and he still did it. And how many times we read the Bible, thou shalt not lie. We've done it. Thou shalt not Dishonor thy father and mother. We've done it. How many times have we said, Lord, I'll never do that again. Lord, I, I'm coming to church. I'm watching. I'm going to read my word. And we fail in our works just as much as our words. But look at this. In John 21, when Jesus had already rose, they were fishing. So when they had eaten breakfast, said, um, this is after when Jesus um, was resurrected, Jesus said to Simon, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And Simon said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my sheep, my lambs. He, in verse 16, he said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, tend my sheep. Verse 17 of John 21, and he said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Verse 19, this he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God. This is Peter. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. Follow me. You know, in the beginning of this sermon, I, I gave you four D's, right? Decisions, declaration, distance, denial. But lastly, I'm going to give you, and it's not a D, it's called grace. Grace. You know that Jesus saw Peter in the very beginning, a man that was rough. He was a fisherman. Peter was the one that had the high temper. Remember when Jesus was being arrested in the Garden of Eden, he took out a sword and cut off one of the priest's servant's ears. And Jesus had to pick up that ear and, 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 and heal that ear back. Uh, this is the same Jesus that, uh, or Peter, well, with so much excitement, when he saw Jesus walking on the water, he said, Lord, if it be you, bid me and I will come. And he came and walked on water. This is the same Peter that stood in the midst and said, Lord, I am not going to deny you. And yet he did. And he felt so bad. And Jesus asked him, do you love me? Three times. And Peter finally said, Lord, you know my heart. See, brothers and sisters, I want to tell you today, the reason why Jesus asked him three times is because he gave him grace three times because of his denial three times. And the one thing that you have to understand is the moment Jesus chose Peter, he never gave up on Peter. 
Just like today, brothers and sisters, when, you, when he called you to follow him, because the only way, uh, the Bible says that uh, uh, we can only come to the Lord uh, unless the Holy Spirit draws us. We can't come to the Lord unless the Holy Spirit draws us. And so for you to walk in faith and make a decision about Lord, I, he knows that we've all messed up. He knew what Peter was going to do, but he said, do you love me? Yes, I do. Do you love me? Yes, I do. Do you love me? And he finally said, Lord, you know all things. You know all things. Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And here's what Jesus was saying. I called you to follow me in the beginning. And through it all, I forgive you. There's grace for you to follow me again. See, brothers and sisters, today, that's why resurrection is not just another holiday. It's not about just the, uh, the Easter eggs and the bunnies and the pastel colors and the candy chicks. It's about the importance of resurrection because without resurrection, you and I would never have the grace to continue. See, the importance of resurrection is not just a pretty dresses and pretty suits and, and new shoes and new ties, but it's about Jesus saying, because I called you before, and even though you've distanced from me, even though you've denied me in your words and in your works, uh, even if you've been distant from me for so long, I still have called you now because there's grace. There's grace. There's grace. We've all been there. But Jesus says to Peter what he said to him in the very beginning. Follow me. I don't know where you are today, but I want to remind you in the book of Acts, Peter was the first one after the Holy Spirit came upon them. He stood up and preached the sermon and led over 3,000 people to the Lord. Is, this is the same Peter that when people would put people by him, uh, that his shadow would walk by and people would be healed. His shadow would heal people. This is the same Peter that when he went up to the temple and a beggar, a lame beggar was asking him for money. And he said, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give unto thee. Stand up and walk. This is the same Peter that had denied. Brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter how much you messed up, doesn't matter how much you put distance between God. It doesn't matter how much you denied him in your words or in your deeds, but the importance of resurrection is grace. Grace for you to follow him again. Grace for you to follow. We've all done it. But see, the, for me, the most important thing at resurrection is not gotten, getting dressed up, and those things are great. But the important thing when I read this story is God gives me a chance to follow again. When I've been down, and I could imagine Peter feeling terrible that he had denied, and, and God warned him. Jesus warned him. How much, how much warning have we gotten in the word of God that he's warned, and yet Peter denied? And Jesus asked him, do you love me? Yes, I do. Do you love me? Yes, I do. Do you love me, Lord? Do you know all things? you know I love you? He must have said, man, you know what? Most of us were probably like, man, what a friend you are. But there's an old song used to say, what a friend I have in Jesus. 
See, the importance of resurrection is not what you did or I did. It's not you, what you didn't do and what I didn't do, but it's what Jesus did. And see, Jesus called Peter, follow me, in the beginning, in the gospel. And at the end, even through all the mistakes, Jesus calls him to follow him again. And we know through church history that Peter was also crucified. But the difference was this. He was crucified upside down by his own request because he knew. He said, I, didn't, I don't deserve to be crucified like my Savior. So they crucified him upside down. We know that's in church history. Brothers and sisters, today the importance of resurrection, it makes me in tears. It's not tears of sadness, but it's tears of joy. Saying, God, that you called me before, that you hadn't forgotten me now. Others might have forgotten me because of my mess up, but you never forget me. I wanted you to pray with me right now. Maybe wherever you are, I want everybody, I don't care if you've been saved 50 years, I want you to pray with me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me. I know that I'm a sinner. God, you have called me for a time such as this. Forgive me of my sins. Make me your son, your daughter. I want you to be the Lord of my life. In the name of Jesus, amen. I believe you prayed like that. If you prayed it with all of your heart, I believe that you are saved. Find a good church. Contact us. Get to us, asat.city. Or you can email info at, at, at asatt.city. We want to give you some material. We want to talk with you. We want to pray with you. God bless you. I love you. God loves you even more. Have a great week. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. I want to remind you the importance of resurrection is the grace that you have to continue to follow. I love you.